mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 303 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching, or nope, we're not. We already did. We already watched it. Yeah. Today we're going over a see Stargate Atlantis. I'm human. I'm a human who can use words today. No, sure. Stargate Atlantis. Yep. Season five. Yes. Episode six. Yes. The Shrine. Yes. AKA. Uh-huh. I can't manage all of these feelings right now. <laughs> There's a lot of feelings. Um, I um, think my AKA is just, hey, listen to the locals every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good one. And I'm sorry, my cough has been still sticking around a week later, so. Um, Here we are recording. Sorry. With cough. Yep. Oh, well. We got to do what we got to do. How has yeah. your week been? My week has seemed like it was about 8,000 years. <laughs> I can see that. Um, not sure why. It was just really long. Um, I finished Rhythm of War. Okay. Which is a big accomplishment. Good, because we just got the push notification that's like, hey, yeah. the, the audio well, thing is due. So here's the great thing. Yeah. Because I love libraries. Yeah. So I have the the book because I yeah, yeah. love reading books. Yep. Okay. But then I don't like if I've bought the book, I don't like then paying for the audiobook. That makes sense. And th- there's a couple things that I have paid for the audiobook, like contact and things like that, because it's things I go back and listen to all the time. But like so I have the audiobook, but then it's also nice because then I we went camping and I didn't want to bring the giant tomb of right. a book. And so then I was able to also get the Kindle version from the nice. library. Nice. So I've had three different versions of the book. Because well, that way would, it's always accessible. Yeah, because I would listen to the audiobook when I'm at the gym or when I'm doing dishes or on a walk and things like that. I'm and so. It. Now, how do you find your place, though? Are you one of those that ends at the end of a chapter? Yes. So you're you're lawful good when it I'm comes to reading. Good. I always, for the most part, I always end at the end of a chapter. Oh, which it helps because there's like 120 chapters yeah. in these books. Yeah, I am a monster. It's so if it is a book that has really long chapters, mm-hmm. I at least look for a break. Yeah. This has shorter chapters, so I'm able to. Yeah. Do that. Good. Good. I I don't even think it's chaotic evil. I think it's just chaotic. chaotic. I just stop. Sometimes I lose my train of thought and then I'm, like, I'm done reading now. Sometimes it's just where I fell asleep. Yeah. Which I feel like that's common. That's not so crazy. Yeah. There's honestly most of the time I'm just like, I'm done reading now. Well see, my also <laughs> this is not my nighttime book. Yeah. So my nighttime book, I'm more likely to fall asleep in the middle of chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my daytime book. And then I kept the audiobook for, I didn't return it yet, because I was listening to the last section yeah. in audio form as well. I always aim for an end of a chapter or of a, or a break. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not, I'm just bad at it. I don't know how else to put it. I just don't, 
I want to be that person, yeah. but my heart's just like, we're done. Oh, and we're I'm, done like three lines ago. I'm Stop also, reading. it's like knitting. I have no problem being like, yeah, you need to wait five minutes till I'm at the end of a row. Yeah. I, I no. Yeah. Brain wins every time. You've, you've, you have come over before and I'm like, yeah, I'll be with you in like five minutes and I just keep reading. <laughs> Here's what I love because for the most part... I'm the one who's more like... I love that you were doing air quotes there. Yeah, air quotes. For <laughs> the most part, I'm the one who's like, we do things by the rules. You're an order muppet. Order muppet. But every now and then there are situations where you are the order muppet mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't, I don't, I can't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just hit a limit. <laughs> You're like, my... enough of my life is organized. Yeah, but I'm done. This part sucks. Okay, I like bye. to think that my crafts are organized and I just showed my current big sewing project to someone on FaceTime. And I was like, I am, this is fucking chaos. I have pieces of this in so many places around this room. There's so many. Yeah. I know where they all are when I need them. Then that's all you need. 8,000 places. Look, as long as it's not a shared project, who cares how you organize it? It is not a shared project. That's always my thing. If it's a shared project, other people need to be able to pick it up. Yes. This is not, this is Nixie project. Yeah. Um, my week has been a lot of Horizon Forbidden West. I have not gotten back to Horizon Dawn. Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. Yeah. Words. Yeah. In like a week and a half. Yeah. I just got to the really good part. There's some pretty cool, um, new characters Mm -hmm. that we meet. Um, this is a non-spoiler. I'll just give you the name, but I've just gotten to Tilda. That's all. Okay. Leave it there. Yeah. I know who, it's who you were telling me voice. Yes. Yes. It's just. Cryptic. I just really like this game. And then I got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been watching just a shit ton of Next Gen. This makes sense. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm in season seven now. And so my big question is like, I I was going to watch them all in air order, which means I would have been doing the last two seasons of Next Gen with the first two seasons of DS9, but I've decided yeah. to just watch them in order. So now I think I'm going to do all the Next Gen movies yeah. before I go to DS9. Um, We've been watching, and I say we, because... Or DS9, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I know. Jesse and I have been watching a lot of Taskmaster. I think we're finally done. <laughs> uh, If you are an Anglophile, yeah. or if you like there's something really soothing about watching these British game shows. They're like, it's like celebrities doing stuff. Yeah. it's They're all comedians. It's like, I know what you mean by soothing. Cause it's like, look, this isn't going to be jarring. There's no, there's no real life in this. No, there's, there's no, no re- plot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so keep track of anything, because as you mentioned, work has been really heavy yeah. these days. It's like immediately after work, we have dinner, we watch Taskmaster, and I fall asleep halfway through the second episode. <laughs> Welcome to old yeah. is what I've told myself. This is just my life now. It's just, it is. Yeah. We've been, I've been introducing Nick to Star Trek Discovery. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And keeping my opinions to myself because <laughs> not shocker, he enjoys it way more than I did. Yeah. Because he's able to enjoy it as a sci-fi show and not a Trek show. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing I am looking forward to, and by the time the podcast comes out, I I will have seen it, hopefully, is Men, 
which is oh. a new film. I've heard vague about this. I'm ready. I'm I'm sure I'm going to feel terrible, but it's one of those where that's the point. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just like, hey, Top Gun. Oh, that's right. Come into my soul. <laughs> because uh because I love I I'm I'm weird I weirdly loved the first movie as a very young child. Nice. I'm well, ba- I'm literally I, I see it. I want to I I the I am here for Top Gun for nostalgia and and plane battles. Like yeah. dogfights, cool action sequences and nostalgia. Like that's all I'm And montages. For. Montage. A Give good me a montage. really good montage. Good music soundtracks, things yeah. is good. Yes, I'm here for it. I'm into I it. I just want adrenaline. That's all that's why I want to see it in a theater with one of the butt vibrating seats. I mean, if you're gonna see Top Gun, you do have to do that. You need butt vibrating seats, and I really wish the theaters here were showing the first Top Gun like right beforehand. That would be a double feature. We have to watch it at home, though. I don't think any of our theaters are doing it, and they should. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do the butt rumble seats for men. You know, I'm just gonna go there and sit. (laughs) Alex Garland has been making me feel mildly uncomfortable since I read the coma, and we're just gonna keep doing that. We're just gonna keep feeling it. Yeah. Okay. August 22nd, <laughs> 2008. Written by Brad Wright, directed by Anne Makita. Welcome back, Kate Hewlett. Yay! Um, always wonderful to see her. And by the way, mm-hmm. fun fact, this is the 300th episode of Stargate overall. Wow! We're yeah. only off by three! I know! That's cool. And that's because of, like, two part, like, that's just a couple things we did extras, like yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I'm into it. Uh, needless to say, um, David Hewlett's a real good actor. Yeah, this one was, um, this one's the one where just Grace cried all the time, all the time, all the time. <laughs> yeah. I assu- What's the film with, is it Awakenings that I'm thinking of? I don't with know. With Richard Dreyfus. I did not I'm gonna see look it either it up. way. Keep going. There's Sorry. a lot, I mean, obviously there's a lot of flowers for... Algernon, Algernon, Algernon. An opposite, like reverse yeah. flowers from Algernon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same concept. Um, awakenings and flowers for um it's it's it, well, not quite. Okay. I don't know why I thought Richard Dreyfus. It is Robin Williams, though. I, I knew he was in that. Uh and De Niro. Uh Awakenings is uh it's a bunch of like catatonic patients. Oh. And like did not watch see it. it watch it it's it's really it's a good movie so we start this episode on day 15 and a stab through your heart yep <laughs> um, yep just start the heartbreak right off the top so you just know what you're in for for oh. the rest of the episode oh. listening to mckay confused not oh. knowing where to start hearing jennifer gently trying to help him and hearing him say that he's Mr. Rodney McKay because he's not a doctor anymore because he's not smart. Just no, I, like dagger. Let me let me just one quick thing. Yeah. Not that this is a real life situation, but in case anybody ever gets to a place where they second guess what they've done and who they are mm-hmm. or where they are. He still did all the fucking work that yes. it took to be a doctor. Yes, he did. You don't get to take that away from him. No, you still you, doctor. You, meaning himself, still, nobody gets to take that away. No. 
as, That's as to quote Moana, you know who you are. Yes. Um, he's, they have stolen the heart from inside of you. He says that he used to be the smartest person ever, and now he's not. Yikes. And Keller reminds him that they're trying to fix that, but McKay is sure that he can't be fixed. And he starts looking for John and getting really frantic when he can't be found. Oh, I hate that. And that's when we learn that this is a video. Mm -hmm. um, And they're showing it to Jeannie. Mm -hmm. And, like, watching that of your sibling is a whole separate horror. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She's... She's not a little, she's a lot pissed that they didn't warn her that McKay was this far gone. Yeah. And John's like, look, this happened super fast. Yeah. She got the message, she got a message from McKay just a few weeks ago and he was fine. He was actually unusually kind for McKay. Mm. And Keller, who is basically just an episode of guilt for her. Yeah. God. He says it that must have been shortly after he was infected and she didn't recognize it in time. But she, you know, she's like, she's been reassured many times this episode on and off screen that this is not her fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually got word to Janine as soon as they, um, Janine, Jeannie, as yeah. soon as they know how serious it was. And actually the Daedalus didn't fly her the whole way here. The Daedalus got right into the Pegasus galaxy and then like dropped her off at the closest star date to cut as much of the travel off as possible so that she would be here with and still have a chance to say goodbye. Yeah. Um credits. There's a lot of triggers in this episode. Yeah. If you've lost someone or live with someone with dementia or Alzheimer's oh or um so I'm gonna start there. Because this was hard for me to watch. Yeah. For that reason. Um, we are not medical professionals. Super not. <laughs> just so on to throw it out there. A lot of this shit is going to hurt. Uh, and, and to me, this episode is beautiful. It's I love it. Cathartic, and I think. I don't know how accurate it is or not. Um, I only know the only experience I've been through. Yeah. But fuck if this doesn't well, and I think hurt like have... watching and and watching Keller and watching Jeannie and watching them all go through these different things. Anyway, because I'm going to speak on people's yeah. reactions, I wanted to start there. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think they are. They there's already there's natural comparisons made to yeah, diseases like Alzheimer's yeah. and things like that. But I think they were smart. And not just they made a disease that re- that is similar to that, but they sure. accelerated it. So it's like, however these characters are reacting yeah. is authentic for this because we right. don't have a disease that yeah, progresses yeah, yeah. in two weeks like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which some would say would be merciful if we did. I, I actually have a question later. It's like... Uh, don't yep. know if this is worse or better. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> the speed of this. Yeah, and my thing is, we're probably going to get into it. So yeah. off the top, I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. Not uh, that any of our much, listeners are people who would pick at that. But Listen, if this is much like uh, when we had episodes about a pandemic while we were yep. in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. If, if you're not in the mental health space to healthily deal with that, 
Come back. See us next week. We'll be here. Or just, you know, fast forward to the last 10 minutes where we talk about the fun stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that last scene, yeah, we'll be talking about, we'll be referencing that. I'm going to be tucking that one under my pillow at night. Yeah, that's a cozy one. Yeah. Um, so when we come back, Jean, Jeannie is uh, watching in the observation room, and you see Keller down with McKay, like, preparing him. Mm-hmm. And really, Jeannie needs to prepare herself. Yeah. Because that's a lot. In the meantime, while she's doing that, we learn how this happens. Yeah. Flashback. Flashback to Atlantis 1, checking. They're, they're heading out to check in with some researchers who were an hour and 15 minutes late. <laughs> my AKA, whatever happened to Nichols? <laughs> I know. That's my AKA. What happened to him? Is yeah. he alive? Is he dead? Yeah. He, he's also had the same brain parasite, yeah, and we're geez. just not looking at him. Jeez. Um, anyway. And... It's it's a rough check-in because it's like an hour to the gate from where the research point is yeah. and Woolsey's having him check in every six hours. Fuck. Yeah, it's an hour round trip. So McKay just finds Dr. Nichols arrogant, which I mean, pot kettle. I, I was going to say, is it, do we think Nichols is more arrogant because no. that's coming from McKay? No, he's less arrogant. Less arrogant or is he, is he just very much like McKay, yeah. therefore, you know what I mean? Like, it's always fun when somebody says, though, that person is very blank and they're the same type he, of personality. He's like, I have a hunch his personality is like Zelenka. Yeah. For me, it's like, if I say someone's very bossy, yeah. <laughs> take all of that with a grain of fucking salt. Because this bitch likes to tell <laughs> tell everybody what time it is. <laughs> uh, there's i'm sure there's a couple things that i will compare people to and like grace is over here going kettle yeah pot. well yeah and that's me you know going yeah. that's me softballing at myself yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh so so it's important to note yeah that while lantis one is away woolsey is going to go get breakfast he's gonna be back <laughs> Like 20 minutes. There are some very interesting Woolsey moments in this episode. Some of them are very, like, endearing. Some of them are like, what? What? I like this because it's just, it. you pair this with, like, he's comfortable going home and, like, slipping into something more comfortable. It's like a three-piece suit. It just, yeah. it just paints this just adorably quirky man. He's just, ve- yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is the best way. Yeah, yeah, to award that. It's kind of adorable. And just as he's reaching the stairs, an unscheduled off-world activation happens. And while there's no IDC, shields go up. John radios that they definitely should keep that shield up. Uh huh. Because otherwise, water's gonna come pouring through the he gate sweat. room. Yeah. Apparently, the gate on the on the planet is completely underwater. That's not good. <coughs> and that's great. Um, wet and cold. Awesome. Uh-huh. Can you imagine stepping through the gate and you're just underwater and disoriented? I, I fear like so much nightmare. nightmare. That's when I, okay. I will say I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Uh, one of the new things that this, uh, that this game has is like some underwater play. Yeah. No, no, no like, hey, no. hey, I hate it. I hate even the parts where you're safe, I don't feel safe. Like, I'm ve- 
from like back to like Mario Brothers. What yeah. was it? Two one or two two? Something where like you're under I, no like. It's one of those where every time you put like the this is how much air you have left timer on the screen. Oh, those are worse. I will panic. I can breathe. I'm sitting in a room surrounded by air, and yet you put that little, like, you have this much air left time on the screen, and I will start to panic like I am underwater. No, no. (sighs) Yeah. Because then you're like, how do I find water? You're in a cave, which underwater caves are, like, a trigger for me anyway. Just the underwaterness of it all, Mm -hmm. the whole like. Just, yeah, go through a Stargate expecting to be in air and then suddenly you're underwater. There's like a claustrophobia. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, John and the team are really hoping they're going to send a jumper through so they can stay dry until the water recedes. Mm -hmm. And very soon after that, Rescue One is on its way and um, Rescue 911 (laughs) is on its way. Uh I used to watch that all the time. Best show. I remember one time there was an episode because, you know, they used to say the location at the beginning and the location was my hometown. And we were like, (gasps) what? What? And then we like learned where it happened. And then every time we drive past the house, we'd be like, that's the Rescue 911 house. So my thing is much like, and I think I've explained, I thought Jordy LaForge taught me how to read. Yeah. On yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Reading Rainbow. I thought Captain Kirk oh. just hosted Rescue He probably did. Yeah. Yeah. On that interdimensional cable. 100%. <laughs> Listen, Tiny Nixie. There was no issues making that like mental connection of this is in the future and now he's hosting 911. It, it checked a hundred percent in Tiny Nixie's brain. There was no issues with it. I'm into it. So anyway, they must have always just a rescue team on call. Yeah. Because it does not take them long to get that down. That makes sense. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, but bad news, because the water pressure on the gate. The Stargate thinks that there's something actively going through the yeah, gates. Yeah, well, it is water. So it's not turning off. Uh-huh. Which means that they have to sit there. On the gate. And wait How for 30 minutes. How uncomfortable is that, that ledge? Here's my question. So because a shield uh-huh. on the Atlantis side does not stop things from going through the gate. Okay. Right? It just gets destroyed there. Yeah. If it acts like the are the one that we made, sure. So what should we should see on the other side that we don't is just like water racing through the gate and just psh, and just being destroyed. destroyed That's the other end true. Of I didn't think of that. I was too busy thinking about how they're all perched on the top. They could just drain the entire ocean, the entire valley. I oh, that would have been smart. The Great Valley. There's probably tree stars there. Oh. What happens, you know, let's say you're sitting on that ledge and you, like, swing your leg back. Don't do that. What happens to your ankle? Well, I think we've seen things go in and out. Okay. Okay. I believe so. You don't, like, just, it doesn't Mm -hmm. get, like, lightsaber sliced off the minute it comes through. Don't do that. Just don't try it. (laughs) Ow. My Achilles is gone. So we get our first view of the planet and the whole team just sitting on top of the Stargate. All huddled up. Sitting on the... Top of Sitting the gate. on the top of the gate, <laughs> watching the valley flow away. That one's for Brother Matt. It's actually for and Mom. and and yeah, yeah. So they're all frozen. <laughs> it's just horrible. 
Um, I like McRowan and commenting the McKay's letting all the hot air out of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know which would be worse in this situation, like listening to McKay and Ronan bicker at each other uh-huh. or just being that cold and wet. Because like John actually dove into the water to dial. I think that you would almost welcome the cold wetness yeah. because then you could focus on that and tune out McKay and Ronan. Or you're listening to them tuning out the cold yeah that's true i would rather be cold than listen to them i think (laughs) you know what i mean (coughs) so hopefully thankfully taylor is thinking of someone other than them Uh concerned about the research camp in the valley and it's right about here yep did you spot it nope okay Right about here, there's a camera shot really, really close to the water where the bottom of the camera is actually under the water. Oh. And across the screen goes a little uh, parasite guy. I did not catch that. Yep. Right across the bottom of the screen while they're talking is a little, looks just like our little parasite at the end of the episode. Ooh, so it's I'm not the same one because it's big. But it's like a foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Creepy. Yep. And John tries to radio the research team. Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, McKay just immediately jumps to everyone's dead. Yep. <laughs> everyone's dead. Let's go home. Bye. Listen, they did set up at the foot of a glacier to study global warming. So they're guessing the <laughs> yeah. ice dam broke, which let's just take the turn. Just take a moment. Take the term ice dam. Yikes. But I mean, it didn't work at the wall on Westeros. <laughs> I feel like ice well, dams are something that you just, well, it's there. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a lot of control in this situation. You don't. You don't. There, it is, there it be. It's there. Until it's not. Maybe set your research station up high. Yeah, that's an idea. On stilts? Maybe. Because the ancients were definitely smarter than to put gates on floodplains. <laughs> gates on a plane. Uh, also, new development, McKay's running a fever. That's cool. Yeah, that's probably fine. There's just another 30 minutes or so before the jumper can come so they can warm up. No bigs. And then there's this beautiful but terrifying sh- wide shot as John stands up on top of the gate showing all the water in the valley and the mountains and the glacier and everything. How long were those 35 minutes? Okay, I have... Well, I have not been diving in. I actually kind of have been diving that water that cold. I have been in the water that cold. It's because you're just sitting there. It's a really long time. In feelings, it's like, is it like eight hours? Four. Four hours. Because here's the thing. If you're walking when you're this cold, it goes by faster. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because all you have to do is just sit here. Yes. And listen to each other. It's kind of awful. Oh, I don't like it. If you ever been so, like, stuck in a place so miserable where you're waiting for a certain time. Yep. That you start counting. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, how many, what number do I have to count to until this is done? So, you've heard this story before, uh-huh. and I'm going to tell a very abbreviated version of it. Yeah. But I was at Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we were there. We are staying at a house. And we... Went on a hike, not actually in Joshua Tree, but on land right next to Joshua Tree. Sure. And we went on a hike. And my hiking boots were very old. Oh, I remember this. And broke 
beforehand. So we tied, I had Eagle Scouts with me and we tied the soles of my hiking shoes to my shoes. Here's where you're already a, 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 a more, um, a better sport than I am. And I would have been like, no, no. See how my shoes broke? That is the universe saying, sit your ass down. We were trying to get to a certain peak. Now, I will I will preface this going, we were never lost. We had two GPS units with us and we could see the house from the entire time. Okay. But a four-hour hike turned into an eight-plus-hour hike. Oof. And the terrain we were going over, A, I'm surprised none of us broke a limb. Or okay. we're bleeding at the end of it. Yikes. We had bruises. Yeah. Couple mildly twisted ankles, mainly on my part, because I had no support. Because your shoes broke. <laughs> my soles were completely detached from my boots. And it's slick. We were going up things where you'd like crawl on your all fours to get up. No, um, no, no, no. We no, made no. it to the top of a peak, not the one we were going for. And we called sure. it, I, I nicknamed it Mount Mofo. Uh-huh. Because that motherfucker. Yeah. And um, the last, it was one of those because once you got off the mountain, it's essentially just like a mile of flat land to get back to the house. And you could see it because it's yeah, just flat it's just and far. there's no trees. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, that was a time where I was legitimately halfway through the hike and like going, how much does it cost to get a rescue helicopter? <laughs> and the last mile I literally was counting and I knew there was both scotch and water because sure. by the time we didn't have enough water for an eight hour we brought hike it for a four hour hike. So by the time yeah. we could see the house, we're like, I'm going to finish my water. You were an episode of against the odds. We were. Happening. And so the last mile, because we could all see each other, then we, we just started going at our own pace. Yeah. So I just kept going foot over foot going scotch, water, scotch, water, scotch, water with every step See, and that's yeah. the only way i'm like that's how i made the last mile that's at least yeah not that that's good but at least you were moving yes which helped you keep your brain busy and then i hung my boots there um yeah critters had taken them by the physically time. i feel like that's definitely far more torture than what i was thinking of <laughs> but i will say mentally I sat in an airport whose TSA checkout wasn't open. Oh, yeah. Until 4 a.m. So you're not actually in the airport Mm -hmm. proper, uh, but it was for six hours. Yeah. While I waited for the TSA to open. Mm -hmm. So, and I couldn't fall asleep because fucking sliding doors opening behind you all the time. So at some point, I just started counting the minutes. You just count every time the doors open and close? No, like I literally went. Okay, it is five hours and this many minutes. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to count to 60 for 40 times. Yeah. And then it'll be only five hours. Oh, I would have counted the doors opening and closing. Uh, See, but to me, it's like I'm counting down to the thing. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get to the end of it. See what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I'm just like, I wonder how high I can count. Oh, yeah. No, I needed needed something to aim for (laughs) with my mind. Mine was scotch and water. Or it's like, you know, when you're at the lady doctor and you start to count the tiles uh-huh. on the ceiling. Yep. I'm just going to count how many tiles are on the ceiling. I applaud people who put posters on the ceiling for that. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I like when they're silly. We're talking about the same thing. Yep. Yep. Okay. So. Where the fuck were we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, by the time the team is able to make it back through the Stargate, McKay is 
unconscious and being carried by Ronan. Oh, yeah, that's and probably great. And it's been nine hours since McKay fell asleep. Jesus. Keller is not an idiot. She is not only, she is not taking Ronan on his word that he's fine. Scanners and full checks for everyone now. Yeah. And apparently we'll Also, see- that's one way to pass time, just fucking fall asleep. That's like me it on works. every airplane. It works real well. Guess I'll nap. Uh, Woolsey apparently has been wanting to send a melt before every time you go through the Stargate. Yeah. I mean. But as John says, shit happens. Look. And by shit, I mean stuff. As much as, like, I, I get the eye rolling, I would probably be in the Woolsey camp. See, I, knowing the way that I've learned how to manage people and things and do stuff, I would have been like, well, you didn't send a melp through, so you fucked up. I can see a lot of times, but there's so frequently that people are going, like, back and forth. And because yeah. this is a place that, like, he's been checking in, like, every hour. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and maybe my role would be, like, every time we go to a planet for the first time. Oh, I I have a hunch they do that part already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woolsey wants to send one through every time you activate the Stargate. I think I would be get lenient on it, but the second something terrible would happen, I'd be like, see? See? This is why That's we have why it. That's why we set the mouth throw every time. Um, But the jumper is still on the planet looking for the research team, and we never hear about them ever again. Yay. We have no clue if they made it or not. Nobody gives a fuck. Nope. Yeah. In the infirmary, McKay is awake. No fever, no hypothermia, nothing on the scanner. Everyone else is fine as well. McKay blames the unconscious part on just not getting enough sleep and skipping breakfast. Mm. And I love the eye roll that he has at sending him out before every trip. (laughs) You would think he would be a fan of it, like the data gatherer man. So, here to me is our first looking back, Monday morning quarterbacking. These, to me, are our first symptoms. Yeah. Because he now wants to leave. He feels silly being here, but this is our Mr. Hypochondriac. Yeah, that's true. That's not his... Those are one of the things, and I appreciate Keller's guilt. Well, we'll get... Next scene. Next scene. Uh, And and Keller wants to keep him here for a little while longer. Dinner is coming, and everyone will see him later. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the present... Um, Keller is is there with McKay, making sure he's ready to see Jeannie. Mm-hmm. But Jeannie freezes. She doesn't know what to say. Doesn't know here. what to do. John reassures her that, like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's just the you being here in part. Mm, okay. And, yeah. When my grandmother started to get really sick and deteriorate. Yeah. Um... My one of my cousins and I made a pact. We're gonna see her one more time, uh-huh. and this is it. And she was already not our grandmother at that mm-hmm. point, so I appreciated that people had to go and we had to care for her. But yeah. it was like I'm no longer visiting my grandma. I yeah. am just visiting this person who needs care. Yeah, like I would to any other human because There's a little bit of disassociation. Yeah, yeah. So. I understand why this was hard because mm-hmm. she's like, this is my brother, but this is not my brother. Mm-hmm. But this is my brother. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. all. Um, and she heads down, pauses again briefly at the doorway and then mm-hmm. like dedicates herself. And he does remember Jeannie is his sister. Yeah. And that Meredith is his real name. And she's like, yeah, but you never liked it. And he goes, yeah, because it's a girl's name. 
Oof. And you can see Jeannie just fighting to hold together. And he starts repeating his name over and over again. And she can't, she can't hold it then. And holding his hands really tight after a bit, she's like, I just have to go outside for a second. And she has to run from the room so she doesn't completely break in yeah, front of McKay. I do appreciate that yeah. feeling. And then Ronan is there. What a great rock to be there when you need it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, just like, that's the perfect... That just him there present soldier shoulder except just do whatever I'm rock. well it's the perfect amount of like don't talk to me yep. but be present exactly yeah just be and you're a good shoulder to cry on cuddly teddy bear mm-hmm. um and he he knows and he feels the same and Janie knows McKay needs him. Uh, needs her. She will be there. She just was. You can't prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't prepared, but she wants to be here. She wants to say goodbye. And that's when Ronan drops the bomb. Yep. That there is a way. There's that there is a. There is. If you build it, he will come. Mm-hmm. There is a place. He's been there before. He'll be able to remember everything. He'll be himself for a short time in order to say goodbye. And she's really confused. Like, if this is going to help, why the fuck haven't you taken him there already mm. and he's like look it's dangerous not yep. gonna lie um but i'm willing to risk it if you are yeah uh, unrelated real big fan of the new best <laughs> yeah so we cut from there to day six mm-hmm. and they're doing another recording as what is becoming a standard thing every day mm-hmm. um, mckay is still himself here yep he would. He's a little cheekier, though. He would like to register a complaint with whoever's idea this was. Yep. It was his, and complaint is registered. Yeah, there it is. Um, the videos are the way that they have of comparing the progress and decline rate. Mm-hmm. And while his memory is already affected, he starts rattling things off. His name, his title, science something, the city. He does struggle to remember the right galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is something that McKay wanted to say while he could remember. And that's where we realize that this is a video that yep. Keller is watching as Jeannie knocks on the door and Keller turns the monitor off. Oh. Not wanting to share this part. Yep. With Jeannie, which we'll find out later why. Hmm. Um, it's late, but Jeannie's just trying to get as much information as she can. Mm-hmm. So Keller shows her the latest scan. And on it, you can see that something that should definitely not be in a brain. Yeah. Just a brain monster. Look at what's that? Di- why? Why is why is he there? Just a brain you monster. You don't live there. Uh, it's a parasite that has tendrils snaking through his brain. Oh, that's always great. Tendrils. Yes, yeah. tendrils is a great word to have in the brain. Uh huh. And it's it's so integrated now that there's no way to extract it. It's not responding to any treatment. Stasis barely slowed it down. Yeah. And. They don't even know if he was infected in the last mission. Like, it was too small to see then. And apparently this is really common in the galaxy amongst the old. And I think what we learn later is it's common in the galaxy amongst those with the weakened immune system, yep. which tends to be the older the population. Older population. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. And they may have all been infected, but and everyone else was easily able to fight it off. But McKay also had a cold. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Your immune system was down. Yeah, it was busy. Yeah, 
It wasn't down. It was occupied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, its defenses were down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was busy fighting other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the parasite just turns your brain cells off. It Which... doesn't destroy them. It just turns them off. Yeah. There's some hope there. Mm-hmm. They lay that in early. Um, and and the further it goes, the more time it's there, the more time it's able to grow. He's going to start losing baseline brain functions, motor Yikes. control, organ control. And Ronan's... Janie knows that Ronan's people call it the second childhood. Yep. Which is what we've named our drinks today. Cheers. Second childhood. Clink. Uh, these were made by bartender Nick. They are some sort of concoction that I already forgot was in here. There is, but it tastes like, like a like a like a cider. It does take a cider. You know, you know, he said there was cin- simple cinnamon syrup that we made, uh, and mezcal, and bunch of other crap. It's like a it's like a cinnamon mezcal Manhattan. Okay, is the the gist of it. In fancy wine glasses, because fuck all. <laughs> because why not? Because why not? So, yeah. Jeannie knows that Ronan's people call it the second childhood. And you might as well hear Keller just let out the biggest sigh possible. He's like, she's like, you've been talking to Ronan. Yep. Yep. And I love, I love this distinction here. Jeannie says, he's dying and there's nothing you can do. And Keller's like, no, he's dying and I'm doing everything I can. Yep. Yep. Now, I will say, and we'll get to it later, I think Keller has some blinders on. And I think there is a little bit, there is, it's not really subtle subtext in this episode of kind of that play between... I don't like these terms, but I'm going to use them because it's a shorthand between traditional medicine and like non-traditional medicine. Yeah. She is someone who she's like, but the answers are coming in science and it's something here in my area that I can completely control. And is we'll get to later. She does have blinders when it comes to some of the other stuff. Yeah. Super not listening to other things that seem to be of well proven in this local galaxy. Yeah. And and there's like the the blinders, the the lack of creativity only hinder. Like it's important to be able to see them, even if you don't believe it, but to see like, well, how does it fit into what I do know? Yeah. That's where like the key is. Yep. Um, so McKay, McKay was showing symptoms when he got back from the water and she didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And back to that night um, when they came back as they were eating dinner, mm-hmm. he was very happy, nomming on some some uh, fries yep. with some food in his systems. And he even offers Keller his fruit cup. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, you don't normally eat off a patient's tray. Yep. And he's like, look, we practically dated. And it's like, really, you bought me one drink. That's not dating. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, it is nice to know whatever happened of all that. Yeah. Like, it was just the one drink. Well, this and is. It stalled out. This is McKay asking her to have dinner with him. Hmm. And, you know, she does live through cups. Mm-hmm. And she sits down. And he's like, well, I would have preferred a nicer dinner for us. And is that an invitation? And he goes, only if you promise to accept. Hmm. And back in the present, Keller admits that she was smitten. 
Yeah. And back then, the parasite was probably small enough to operate on. But by the time the larger symptoms showed up and he was forgetting things, it was too late. But how could she? She. It's so hard, right? Because she wants to see that. But it's like you're a human being with a pre-existing, <coughs> with a existing history with this exactly. person. So why wouldn't you be excited by this? Exactly. And so that's the part where it's like, oh, I should have seen this. There's you couldn't have. Someone else might have yes. been like. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but yes, he does like you, but also this is not like him. And yeah, like he's a hypochondriac. Why would he wanting to be leaving the infirmary early and all this kind of stuff? And that's complete Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah. You know, Uh, I do think that there is reasons. um, I don't want to say to fault Keller in this episode. There are reasons that Keller definitely could have done better. I don't think this is one of them. No. Yeah. I just, I don't know what she could have. I think, I think you're right when you said if she had somehow been able to be less um, focused, to yeah. be a little bit more open mm-hmm. to, to what's out there. That's the only thing. That's, and that's to me the big thing. Yeah. And we'll get to it. Her staunch refusal to let, yeah. Because I think she was leading the witness a little bit. We'll get there. We'll a get little, there. yeah. There's another side to that. But yeah. yeah, yeah. So back in the present, Keller admits, yeah, she was smitten. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, by the time he was forgetting things, by the time there was more noticeable symptoms, it was too late. But she hasn't given up looking for treatments yet. Mm-hmm. And like, Jeannie says... They say that there's a place that could give Mare one more days himself before he dies. And she's like, you can't actually believe that. Oof. This is a local, you know, <coughs> it's a local tale. Yeah. You can't actually believe it. And and Jeannie's like, well, we I heard about this and then I heard it's you're the one that won't let him go. Here's the thing, though, right? Even if she did believe that this wasn't some sort of weird voodoo or magic yeah. or whatever disparaging word you want to put there i none of those are things i believe in but even if she believed in this why would she be willing to give him up yeah because it's known that after a day you're done yeah so she's got to advocate for her patient she does (laughs) and and to me i I am someone who is of the mind, and they use this term magic a couple times, where to me, magic is, is science you can't explain Yeah, yeah, yet. yeah. It's the Daniel So term. it's like, yes, this is magic. You don't, there's probably a very, and there happens to be actually a really good explanation as to why this place works. Yep. You have two different people. I'll get here in a second. Two different people from two different planets that have heard of this place. Yeah. It's not just Ronan. Yeah. I think to me, the big struggle is the whole finiteness of it. Yeah. If it were like, hey, this will make him feel better. Fine. Yeah. But the fact that it's like, this will make him feel better and then kill him. I think that's where her hang up is. Yeah. Because she's like, I want to keep looking. Because remember, the same thing happened with uh, Carson. Yeah. It's not about if she lets this to her, it's giving up because this is certain death. Yeah. I guess to me, it's the 
you know, we do have this situation that we come across later and it does limit things a bit where because the wraith there, you can't take multiple trips there. And I'm like, fine, then don't take McKay at first. Go there and scan the place. That I agree. Like, go see what's happening here. Yeah, it's the um, it's the hardcore dismissal. dismissal of this as even being an option to explore. Yeah, oh, um, I'll give you that. Yeah. So we just basically talked about this discussion uh, earlier in Woolsey's office. We don't quite know what day this is on. Mm-hmm. Ronan, you know, shares the shrine with with the rest of the group. Um, it's on a planet called Talus. It's an OG ancient world. Mm-hmm. It took them five or six hours to hike it when he was six years old, but his grandfather would be carried most of the way. Yeah. So it'll take much less time for them. And the only tiny issue, just tiny issue. A little bit, yeah. Is like, there's two hive ships there right at the Stargate. No bigs. It's fine. And Ronan has a really good point, though, that... Wraith being there has never stopped them from doing anything before. True. Um, the other shoe is that the non-Pegasus native people in this room absolutely do not believe that this place is real. He's like, yeah. Well, Wolsey's like, you were six, and you say there's a magic shrine behind a waterfall, and Ronan's like, I never said magic. Yep. So don't put words in my mouth. Yeah. And Keller's like, well, you might as well have said magic. I'm a big fan of the try anything that doesn't kill you. Yeah. The problem for me is the doesn't kill you part. Yeah. <laughs> because this does. Well, but the th- that we know of. That we know of. Because to me, there is, we don't. Yeah. There's. You have the stories of the uh, uh, dying there at the end, but there's a lot of question marks in the middle yeah, of that. Yeah. Um, Taylor also knows the shrine. It's a gift of one last day and then a quick death. And uh, Ronan saw a man who could not even speak his name and in seconds returned to the man who taught him how to track and hunt. Mm. And somehow the point of that story that Woolsey takes away is that Ronan learned how to hunt at six. I, again, Woolsey has a lot of awkward moments in this one, <laughs> but I really like the insights into who. This is a reminder that Woolsey's still learning who these people are yeah. because nobody else is surprised by that. No. Bro, the rest of the people are like, oh, it took you until you, like, you, you started were, you learning at, like, six? you started learning when you could walk, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. the little baby games about, like, how yeah, to yeah, hunt. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, the fact that this is so strongly dismissed out of hand makes me secondhand angry. Yeah. Yeah. Ronan has the angry for me, though. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know what I saw. And it can happen for McKay. And if you think it's not worth doing, you're wrong. And tensions are real high. And I... So, husband Jesse and I talk about this a lot, right? Like, yeah. what happens if my mind becomes addled? What happens yeah. if his mind becomes addled? And Ronan keeps coming back to this idea of, like, give these people their honor. Yeah. Um. And while I understand where Keller is coming from, this whole, like, I haven't given up on finding a cure. Yeah. At what point are we are we keeping people alive for ourselves versus yes. for them? Yes. Oh. Because I can see maybe keeping this in your back pocket in the early days. Yeah. But when you're getting to day 15, 
16, 17, 18, when it's clear you've made no progress yeah, and it's clear he's simply declining and you have already know that when this continues, it's going to start affecting his like organ functions. That's where I'm like, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to wait for his kidneys to fail for yeah. to be willing to try this? Exactly. What's gonna, yeah. And so that's me. It's like, I can see her being like, Hey, let's keep that in our back pocket in early days and yeah. not going, let's not go there now. Let's keep it in our back pocket. It's got to be a lot for Keller because she is holding on to this man that she might be in love with. Yes. And, and that's, she's not ready to let him go. You know, and that's, I think, don't isn't there like a big thing about, you know, not being the doctor for a family member? Uh, yep. Or person you're wildly in love with. Uh-huh. Madly. Some different blinders might be in place. Ooh. Okay. Um, and Woolsey takes a second to collect his thoughts, and we learn that this concept is not a foreign concept to Woolsey. Yeah. And he tells the group something. He this does, is where I cried the first time. Yeah, he doesn't openly no, tell lying. people. This is where I cried the second time, because I <laughs> cried when Ginny cried. Um, that Woolsey's dad had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And he had a moment like that. That out of the blue, after months, he had this moment of clarity and lucidity. And it was short, and then it was gone. And and he is like, well, maybe that's what happened. And Ronan's like, nah, I was there. I saw it. Look, six isn't three. You yeah. can have some pretty clear... I don't 100%. have any. I'm weird. You also life. weren't, like, hunting at six. No, no, no. I'm, I'm trying to think... My memory's interesting because there was a coma at 10. Yeah. But I feel like six-year-olds are pretty aware. You're you're no longer, like, unaware of the world. Well, especially when you have a touchstone moment like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have some touchstone moments that happened when I was around that age that yeah. I very clearly remember. You know, this is not an every... This was not, like, a random Tuesday for yeah. Ronan at Yeah, six. these are big moments. Exactly. Um, And again, you know, we discussed this earlier, but this is where I had in my notes that, like, I don't know if condensing a disease like Alzheimer's into two weeks is better or worse. Something... It's... This is my opinion. Yeah. Because I feel really strongly about this and I don't know how to put it. Yeah. So let me just be clear. This is my opinion. Mm -hmm. It's better. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. And this to me, I would rather it be quick. Yeah. Because the. Because there isn't a cure no, right now. There's not. There isn't a cure. It doesn't get better. You're just slowly deteriorating. Yeah. And maybe, maybe so like, for the first couple months, it's fine. Or, or, but when you get to the point where the mind is Swiss cheese, yeah. already, like there's no moments of lucidity. No. Your organs are no longer doing their job. No. It's and like, you're just keeping enough, someone. Get enough time to say like proper goodbyes. Yeah. And then not be in that suffering. The, anymore yeah yeah but yeah Woo, this oh. episode is heavy i'm gonna hide my face in the mic like this now. so ronan is adamant that again 
what I saw was not the same as having a moment of lucidity. Yeah. Um, and he just yells basically that he owes this to McKay and he'll take him on his own. And Taylor does volunteer to go with him. Yeah. And John's like, yeah, can we just pause a second? Yeah. There are two hive ships right at the gate of thousands of rain. Though I appreciate John's trying to approach this in a less emotional fashion. Yeah. Because we know that he's feeling emotions. All the emotions he's just digging down deep. Yeah. Listen, you gotta be real emotional if you're gonna be fucking drinking Budweiser. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> um and he's like, if big ol' if if we do this, we need a plan. And everyone's like, fine, make your fucking plan. And he just leaves. Mm-hmm. Keller puts his foot down that he is not McKay is not going anywhere without Keller say. Mm-hmm. And first they have to talk to McKay. I appreciate what she's trying to do here. Yeah, but when you see the state McKay's in. <sighs> yeah. And again, this is sometime after day six. It's not quite day 15. We don't quite know what day this is. He's clearly affected. But yeah. he does remember his team, but he's slipping, though. And they try to explain to him where they want to take him, but he is not grokking it. Mm-hmm. And John tries to explain that they don't really know what will happen, but they are willing to try if McKay is. And he's like, okay. And John's like, okay, cool, let's go. And Keller's like, no, 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 no. Patient advocate. Patient um, advocate. Like, you're not telling him everything. Yeah. And Ronan's like, he doesn't need to know the other part. And it's clear he doesn't remember who the Wraith are. Yeah. But Keller tells him that it's dangerous for him and his friends. And John's like, yes, but we are willing to take that risk for yeah. him. And she just poo-poos the whole plan and she doesn't sell it. Because to her, coming back, like, coming back, for her, coming back for a single day would be torture. Yeah. And. Uh, what would you want to do? I would. I, I, knowing all things going in. Yeah. I would be like, look, when I am no longer remembering X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. take me. Yeah. Like, I'll, I will give you a chance. I will give a cure a chance until I'm forget, until I can't remember or do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And then, take me. Yeah. Take me home tonight. I, yeah, if I no longer. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's like, uh, how do I put this? It's, it is, it's letting, it's letting yourself go in your own terms. Yeah. And not the disease's terms. Yeah. A certain exception, uh, accepting of like, this is what it is. Yeah. This is where we are. I love you. Goodbye. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo. Yeah. Um, and, uh. To me, the part in the scene that gets a little rough for me is where she just goes, if you go, that's it. It's over. I can't help you. Fuck. That's the part that's rough for me. But that's what she's been sitting on. And that's what's been keeping her from letting him go. Yeah. But it's also, again, as we said, it's like. You don't know if you go there, you might discover some other shit like you do. So it's that little bit of. Yeah, she can't see that. She can't see it. Yeah. 
Um, and McCain She's panic, too scared to lose him to be able to see that. And McCain a panic just starts reciting pie. Or trying to recite pie. Oh, bud. And it's clear she, like, he doesn't understand, which Keller claims she gets to make the decision. And she wants to cure her patient here on Atlantis. Mm. And she just sort of leaves the group and goes back to McKay. And, you know, we've discussed this. If McKay didn't say what we know he said on day six, would these discussions have gone slightly differently? I genuinely think they would have gone the same way, but I don't think she would have fought so like angrily. That's what I mean. I I think she still would have stood on this side of things, but it wouldn't have been as so aggressive. I she might have backed down to Jeannie. Yeah, I get the feel that she would have been like, "We are not going there yet," but like. When he does get to where he was on day 18, I think she would have been at least a little more curious about it. I I think, yeah. She would have been like, okay, well, someone else go and bring results back or something like this. Yeah, no, I think to me it would have been like once Jeannie got there, then she would have left it in Jeannie's hands if it weren't for that day six video. Yeah. Um, You know, Jeannie admits like, look, you have not given up on him. That's clear. Mm -hmm. Um. Keller does think does fear that the damage is permanent, even if she can remove the parasite. Uh, and and Jeannie's like, yeah, but how long have you been trying? Fuck. And how long does he have left? Two days at the most. She's like, I'm next of kin. Yeah. We're taking him to the shrine. Yeah. You know, it is now my say. I think so. I think from the time where Ronan tells Jeannie about the shrine. Mm-hmm. to this moment here none of this would have happened if it weren't for day six yeah because i think the minute that ronan told Jeannie, hey there's a thing Rihella would have been like i don't like this but it's your call yeah back on day one we see back day one yeah they start reading the recordings and mckay's in high spirits and for the most part he's seamlessly able to run through the original list of items his name position location um all this baseline to monitor the progress of the memory loss and the ironic part is is the memory loss part is the one he can't remember and then he just starts reciting pi just to like 12 digits just stuff he like in there it's instant recall for him yeah do you know pi i don't know pi i don't i know one four i used to know pi more here's my problem and you you know this I can't even be given a phone number and write that down in the right order. (laughs) Fair. Um, So pi is difficult for me. I used to try to remember like the first, you know, 10, 15 digits of pi. Mm -hmm. I would have all the right numbers. In the wrong order. In the wrong order. No, I don't. I don't know any of it. I know 3.1495. And then like numbers just get into a jumble. I don't even know that much. Yeah. Hey, I knew enough to do the math. And uh, and so uh, if some of you might be able to uh, join in my, not misery, but fun times as I'm teaching myself coding right now and I'm teaching myself JavaScript. And again, as I said, I'm someone who transposes letters and numbers easily. So I'll have a nice little happy little code and it won't run because um, I forgot a single letter 
Or like flipped two letters. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I had I, I forgot the I and the word string. And then I spent 20 minutes trying to figure out why something didn't work. Fun. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> we did it. Back in the present, everyone is gearing up. Zelenka just randomly walks past the screen. <laughs> I think he was in something else and they had to delete the scene, but I would have loved a scene between Zelenka and McKay in this episode. Oh, God. I would I would like to think that Zelenka was very compassionate. Of course Zelenka was super compassionate. He's the most interesting man but in the world. But also prodded him a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, McKay's in the jumper. They have Marines. This is a stealth in and out. They do not want the Wraith to know they're there. Uh, and Woolsey wants John to be sure that if McKay becomes himself again, um, to say goodbye for Woolsey. Oh, I like that. On the jumper, Jeannie and Keller on either side of McKay, who's a little confused mm-hmm. as to why he's here. Um, and I... The other, they touch it on here again, but the other thing I like about this episode, because this is something that is always a very intriguing topic for me, Okay, is there is another undercurrent of this episode that is the, the um, study and belief, science and belief discussion. Okay. That, again, you know... Kel- or, or Ronan ribs him a little, ribs her a little much. Like I didn't think you believed. Like why are you coming? Yeah, didn't believe. Well, yeah, Tim. Yeah, that's an interesting moment. It's more of like, to, I took that moment to be more about her commitment to Rodney. Hmm. Like whether or not I believe, I'm gonna see this shit through. No, I agree. In that moment, yes, but that just reminded me of that larger like duality that I think. <sighs> Is not as explicit in this episode as it is in other episodes, yeah. but you it's there still. Yep. Because Taylor and Ronan have no need to understand yeah. what's going on. They just know it works. Yeah, their 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 faith is enough for them. They don't care about the science behind it. Just had a conversation about this with my mom and one of my nieces. It's <laughs> like faith doesn't ask Faith is there. Yeah. If you have it, it's there. Exactly. It's not about religion. It's not about science. Nope. It's not about anything other than do you believe or not? Yes. Yeah. Because you can have faith in science. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? So John just wants everyone to keep in mind that it, this is either going to work or not. And if it doesn't work, it's going to be real crazy and real rough. Just yeah. heads up. And yes, they do let the milk go through first. Uh, and right at the gate, just two hive ships. It reminds it me of when you get off the dock, and I call it Cruise Ship Canyon. You have like two giant cruise ships on either side oh, of the dock. Yeah. It's just two giant wraith ships, a little tiny stargate in between. Probably not the, the best buffet line, though. Probably not. Yeah. The mouth is immediately fired upon, but it I, also casts fog cloud. I do love this. A nice little smoke bomb yep. goes off. Fog cloud. Yeah. And the jumper heads through. Uh, they'll be home tomorrow. And as soon as they're through the gate, they immediately cloak and then yep. quickly fly away. Pretty sure they weren't seen. Um, this entire rest of the episode, honestly, I was waiting for a wraith fight to happen. <laughs> I was, my heart, because if it wasn't tense enough, my heart was like, wraith battle, wraith battle, wraith battle. This next scene. My God. Ooh. We flash back to McKay running through Atlanta yeah. tonight. <coughs> Panicking. Calling out for John's name, banging on his door, 
John waking up frantically getting to the door. And as soon as it's open, McKay just like desperately grabs him, like ensuring that he's real. Uh, he, he woke up and he was alone mm-hmm. and that terrified him. Yeah. Um, he, he was scared. He was sure he would wake up and what's left of his mind would be gone. I somehow would just be like, I'm not sleeping for two weeks. Yeah, I can't imagine that feeling. Of not knowing what you'll remember in the morning. Not knowing who you'll be in the morning. I think, honestly, we've talked about faith a lot in this episode. That's where I would turn to faith. I would try to find some sort of, like, Buddhist approach to, like, it is what it is. And knowing me, that's where I would struggle. Yeah. I'm not saying I would go to it easily, but I think it's what I would turn to to help. Which is is what I'm saying. It would be hard to be to even, like... Turn to it. That would... I don't think that would even occur to me. Yeah. It's the idea that, like, I I have no control here. I would just be like, I'm just not going to sleep and be, like, recording things for me to read. Yeah. You know what I mean? I th- I think I'd just be like, this is where I hand it over to something other than myself. I would, however, be like McKay and just be like, hey, how about we don't leave me alone from here on out? I definitely would not want to be left alone. I already <laughs> so, struggle with alone. If I wake up like McKay just did and all of a sudden the people who someone they said someone would be here and then no one's there. Remember 50 first dates? I just want someone <laughs> sitting there with a with a big sign. Yeah. You're losing your memory. And probably all it was is is Ronan had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. But he woke up and there was no one there. Yeah. And and John tr- tries to calm him down and like we're going to take you back to your room. And McKay just like freaks. Yeah. He can't. This is the this is not just the worst fear for McKay. It's the worst fear for a lot of us. Yeah. Um feeling yourself slipping away because He's in that point. And not being able to do anything. He's in that point right now where he knows what is happening. That's the scary part. Yeah. Yeah. This is, to me, this would be the worst part of the entire process. This is also the part where I just start doing drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck him. Yeah. Numb everything. John tries to focus him like, you are still here right now. I am not going anywhere. Do you want to just hang out? Yep. Let's just hang out. And drink some beers. Um, Can't make his memory any worse. Listen, not even calling that beer. Uh, John um, is like, look, uh, McKay's like, look, I'm really sorry for waking you. I, I'm, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. And John's like, it's fine. Like, it's gorgeous out. Uh-huh. We're both awake. Yep. Let's go on the pier and have a beer. Yeah. And the fact that John has his own personal beer fridge. Yeah, well, of course he does. <laughs> um, it gives gives McKay his leather jacket, which I believe is the same leather jacket he wears later in the episode. Yeah. Um, and they go out and make the most of the night. And uh, they have their feet over the edge. Stunning night. Yep. It is gorgeous. I, I struggle to call Budweiser beer. Why, if you are bringing beer... To another galaxy. Why are you bringing Budweiser? Because some people don't drink for quality. They drink for amount. 
And some people do like a lighter taste. There are much better beers if you want a lighter, low alcohol, low percentage beer. There's much better tasting beer out there. Sometimes it's just about with... Look, sometimes you just want McDonald's. Sometimes you don't care for a nice, well-crafted burger. Sometimes you just want McDonald's. Not if I'm in another galaxy. I would want McDonald's sometimes in another galaxy. I think I say that because I've never been the person who's like, I want McDonald's. Oh, I want McDonald's right now. Yeah, I've never been that person. Yeah, no, there's often a time where it's not about anything other than the comfort of the memory of what this thing is or what it brings to you. That might be what it is, because the only thing with McDonald's we've ever done is we'd get McDonald's chicken nuggets on road trips because it was easy. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would get in college yeah. to eat in the car. I have no specific memories oh, associated so with McDonald's. Every Sunday, every summer, every Sunday, if we went with my grandma to church and didn't act like complete assholes, <laughs> we would all get Happy Meals and get to play at the Playland. We did. I do remember getting Happy McDonald's Meals. McDonald's was a treat. So was Denny's. Once I see, was a little older. We see after church, we would go to Big Boy. Oh, I don't know that one. Just a diner. So when it's a type 1 diabetic, there was a lot of like, you have to go get blood work done before mm -hmm. eating. So these treat meals would be like a Denny's. Yeah. Or a McDonald's. And so they're treats. They're yeah. treats. Sometimes you just need that. I remember collecting the Happy Meal toys at my old nanny's house. So I know we, here's the thing. I know we would get the Happy yeah. Meals, but I don't remember the Yeah, Happy if it doesn't Meal have part. something attached for you, I, yeah. I just remember there was a drawer and we had all of the toys. Yeah. Well, and sometimes food and things just have a certain Oh, I get that. Attachment. I mean, listen, give me a Coney dog any day. Okay. Most people would find those disgusting. <laughs> I crave them with my heart and soul. Well, there you so go. So I get it. Yeah. But Same concept. Budweiser. Same concept. <sighs> Same concept. We don't know what John and his, you know, friends in college did. I Here's what I, to me, knowing what we know about John's past, mm -hmm. John grew up a rich boy. Yeah. John drank Budweiser as like a protest. It was probably something like the first things he did on his own without his parents around, something different from them. Because made you very know that house had quality beer stocked at all times. I'm sure. But how over it would you get if that's all you ever grew up with? Good beer? Yeah. I'm never getting over good beer. I've, I would get over it. I would be like, I just need different. Different. different it's about the it's different. Mm-hmm. I'd rather drink water. Anyways. Okay. That's enough going on about Budweiser. Um... <laughs> I like these, like, what could happen if I had another beer? Nothing, it's Budweiser. Nothing bad will happen to you. <laughs> um, but McKay, now that he's more woken up, he feels really silly for the panic at John's door. And John's like, don't feel silly yeah, for it. It's no fine. Um, McKay is just trying to remember the name of his niece. Mm -hmm. John's like, it's Betty. <laughs> I do love this. It's kid. like, that doesn't sound right. And it's like, no, it's Madison. But you know what? It's not. Yeah. It's a good thing. See, you're not that far gone. <laughs> um, McKay admits he's hiding how bad it is. And at this point, he's forgotten more than most people who ever know, which is arrogant, but true. Yeah. And he came. He came face to face with how far gone he was today while trying to help Zelenka with something that he made. And Keller says it's just going to get worse hour by hour, essentially, now. And just, I'm, sh like, again, the thought of sleeping 
terrifying. Yeah. And in a week, he may not even know his own name. Although maybe uh, my move might be like, I'm just going to fall asleep and never wake up again. And just be done. No. And and he hesitates. And he tells John that he wants to say goodbye now. And John's like, nope. Yeah, do not like. We're not doing that. You're stuck with me. And McKay is like, this is important to me. I want to be able to say good. I don't want to say goodbye when I can't remember who you are. John's like, I'll remind you of who I am. It's yeah, fine. I don't accept. And he like he's like, look, I don't want you to see or remember me like I will be in a week. I want you to remember me now. And he like pleads. And John's like, nah. <laughs> like, accept it. Regardless of McKay's wishes. Yeah. John's like, this is final. We're not saying goodbye now. Yep. And he's quiet for a bit. McKay's like, well, you're a good friend, Arthur. <laughs> and they just like lose it for a I second. I do love that. I absolutely love the way that ends. I will admit, hey, if your friend who's going through this really shitty thing wants to say goodbye, just like fucking go along with it. Yeah, let them say goodbye. <laughs> yeah. You can say that you aren't saying goodbye. Yeah. But you at least let the guy let him speak his piece let him say goodbye yeah or else he will haunt you forever he listen mckay will haunt you mm-hmm. mckay is the exact type of person that will haunt you yep he's he's got the the drive to do so and back in the present john is smiling at the memory of that as he oh. clears the landing site and they go in and eventually they find the waterfall taylor helps mckay towards explain that there's a cave behind it that they're gonna have a great day there yeah and mckay is tired and cranky I mean, I would be too, and I'm not even dealing with what he's dealing with. Percent. Yeah. Uh, so they're making the way, and McKay's almost in tears. He's confused. He's tired. He's, uh, listen, he's he's a toddler. Mm-hmm. Or me when I get cranky. Or me anytime, forever, all the time. <laughs> there are definitely times where I'm like, just, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to put... This is why I'm glad I have my sprinkle costume. Yeah. I'm just going to go into my sprinkle. Yep. And don't talk to me. Never talk to me. And once they're here, Ronan's like, now we just wait. Keller immediately starts rolling for investigation. Uh, there's in faint energy readings, but not mm-hmm. really sure what they are. Keller investigates with the scanner. Taylor investigates with her senses. McKay just wants to go home. Yep. Taylor suggests that they move closer to this tablet. That's on this pillar in the center of the cave. Interesting. Um, and Keller's like, well, that's where the energy's coming from, so maybe don't go there. Or exactly go there. Yeah, I feel like they do drag this a little long. Like, we all know at this point that maybe that's what's causing this. Yeah. We don't need to be that stubborn Mm-mm. with Keller. She's not that blinded. Yeah. Blinded by the light. <laughs> uh, and right before... All, right before McKay is about to just go full tantrum, yep. Jeannie comes to console him and he recognizes her. Hmm. And the rumors were true. McKay is... Oh, the rumors are true. Back to McKay. Yep. And really just wants to know what the fuck they're doing here. And there's a shot of Keller like, oh shit. What's going on? Yikes. Back in day 10... Yeah. McKay is reciting his lines, leaving off his title. He can't remember his position at first and gets frustrated. And he's at that point 
again, it is probably a few days after their beers where he fully knows what's happening and he knows what he's missing and his hair is more frazzled. And we jump to a few minutes later and he's trying to recite Pi, but he only gets to 3.14. Mm-hmm. And and he says that he sees a face when he closes his eyes. Ugh. And it might be his mom. Yikes. And brokenly, he says he can't even make out what he's trying to say to her. Oof. Just, you know, real lighthearted back at the shrine. No bigs. Uh, McKay's catching up on all the shit that happens. Yeah. Wanting to know why the fuck he's here. I appreciate how angry he is. Oh, I do too. Yeah. He's like, look, I'm better. I can feel it. I'm better. And they're like, no. Actually, you're dying. Yeah. Uh, Jeannie tries to explain why they're here and that it's only a day. Which is something that McKay needs to rewind to take in. Like, he's just, he blue screens for a short minute. Because it's a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and then I like how he gets angry at John. He's like, look, you didn't want to say goodbye when I wanted to say goodbye. And so, like, now we get to say goodbye. And why is it only one day? And what the fuck? Now this, now you guys, now this is torture. When yeah. I had the opportunity, none of you would yeah. let me say goodbye. Yeah. I absolutely get his anger. 100%. Yeah. And Taylor points out that, look, they, that's just the, that's just how it is. It's a day. It's how this place works. And we risked a lot to bring you here and have this day. So like, let's just have a nice day. I didn't ask you to do this. <laughs> Eat dicks. All of you, I'm mad by. And, and he's like, well, what then after a day? And no one responds. Yeah. And he realizes he's like, what? I die. Like, that's the end of this story of the day. Ta-da. I just died. Um, but Ronan and Taylor are like, yeah, you die, but you die with honor and dignity. Fuck all of that. <laughs> if I, That's Ronan's reaction. Yeah. Like, he's like, fuck that. I'll just stay here. I'll just live in this cave. Yeah. Um, let's list all the ways that that's not going to happen. Uh, Wraith and radiation. And McKay lashes out, super understandably. And he wants to know why Keller would let them do this to him. Oof. This is where I would yell back. Yeah. And and they're like, look, do not blame her. No, this is where if I were her, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> so hard right now. Um, Ronan is the one who brought this up. They all thought this would be a good thing. And really, McKay doesn't. Because he had gotten past the humiliation. Which goes to show how well paired he and Keller are. Yes. Yes. Um, he had gotten past his, his humiliation. He had said his goodbyes, and this is just torture. Yes. And Jeannie's like, look, I'm sorry, but I get a chance to see you again. Mm. So, I don't care. Worth it to me. <laughs> She's like, Pardon me for being a little bit selfish for when you say goodbye to my brother, because mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah. Um, and he then takes a moment and he registers, registers his frustration. Yep. And he apologizes. This is just a lot for anyone to process. Sure. And he's like, was there like an itinerary? 
For Did you guys day? plan something for me to do? Well, yes, we planned you a last supper because we figured it fits your messiah complex, <laughs> which he doesn't deny. You're right. And uh, he he admits if he has to spend his last day with people, then these are the people he would choose. And he looks at Jeannie and Keller. Yeah. And again, Keller is gobsmacked. She's like, I'll be honest. I didn't think the show was going to work. Nope. Why is it working? Very confused. It's obviously not a magic shrine. And then Jeannie and Keller and Mikhail huddle together over the readings of the radiation, trying yeah. to figure out what's really going on. And and it's some sort of leftover power source from the ancients, but like who knows what it originally did. Renan's like, hey, we're having a party. No, hang on. There's science you. happening. Let's have some fun. And he's like, this is my fun. Yeah, that's true. Save me ham. <laughs> Uh, and Keller wants to try something. He pulls him away from the central pillar into the hallway. And once they get there, he just doubles over in crippling pain. Yep. And they I like that she's just cave. like, let me just fuck, <laughs> fuck you up a little bit. Ready? Uh, and so, yeah, this radiation specifically causes the parasite to retract. Awakening all of those brain cells. Mm -hmm. And when he gets too far away from the radiation source, it quickly expands back into his brain. So they can't take him back to Atlantis. Mm -hmm. They can't take him out of this This cave. This is where it's certain death. And they're going to have to find a way to operate on him right here in the cave. Yay. So uh, moments later, I guess, John pulls Keller aside. Um... He's like, look, you tried radiation. She's like, yeah, but we didn't know about this type of radiation Not before. Not this ultra fancy mega radiation. Uh, and and that's why the shrine works. Mm-hmm. It And also why it only lasts for a day. Yep. Because after a day, you start feeling sick from radiation. Ultra mega heavy radiation. <laughs> also, probably everyone's going to have to take some radiation pills at the this end of this. This is going to be not great. We're all going to quarantine like, when we get back. None of us wanted kids, right? Five showers a day, five showers a day. <laughs> um, but here, it retracts so it's small enough to operate, Keller is guessing. Yep. Because she has no scanner to be certain. Yeah. Just feel his head. However, the catch in the plan is that she has no way of doing the surgery with her field kit. And she needs equipment from Atlantis. Oh, this is the fun part. Which is a problem. <laughs> this is where it gets very Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Disaster episode. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So there's these two hive ships, remember, at the gate? Yeah. And, like, they can't just go and head back to Atlantis and come back with supplies. Yep. yep. Nor they can just radio Atlantis and ask for a separate jumper because Wraith aren't dumb. Uh, they, yeah. at this point, assume that we just sent a melp and then didn't come through the Stargate. Yeah, if they do it, it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're not going to... We're going to... We have to figure out how to get back home, let alone, like, another round trip. And she's determined that she cannot do brain surgery without the extra equipment. I mean... And if they don't try... Can't you, or you just don't want it enough, Again, do you just maybe aren't... You have some... You're thinking in the box. Linear. Very linear thinking. You're thinking in the box. You you need to start thinking outside the box there, Keller. We don't... The box is gone. Box is gone. Um, so problem solving time. Yep. Bare minimum, what did she need? MacGyver kit. Yeah, a scanner to check the parasite and the proper tools to cut his skull open. No big. Jen has an idea. 
So the two of them run out into the forest, back to the jumper. He pulls out a box in the cargo storage with a drill. Yep. Keller's like, what? He's like, look, I've seen searcher controls. They're essentially just drills. They are. Yeah. The, sure, they're a little bit more finely tuned, but they're you drills. can figure it out. A drill is a drill. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm Keller- sure that a mechanical drill these days, like a like a you know, yeah. tools in your garage drill is the same as like what doctors had fifty years ago. Hundred percent. Yeah. Can be done. Okay, so a scanner. John looks around and finds a life size detector, which right now, no, is not like down to the scale that Keller needs it, but we have a genie. She can modify it. Well, and technically we have a Rodney. You technically have a Rodney, <laughs> but like we know genie's smarter than Rodney. Yeah, Come yeah, on. yeah. So there's also, like, the major issue of doing surgery in a damp cave where infections most definitely live. But, like, listen, Keller. Just shove them full of antibiotics later. Exactly. Like, if, like, you didn't want to bring McKay on this trip because you refused to give up on finding a treatment. So now, just because this treatment isn't exactly what you were picturing, yeah, like you're here, you kind of don't have a ton of options. Yeah, you, this what this episode's showing us is Keller's. She's got room for improvement as far as adaptability goes. Mm-hmm. She struggles with adaptability. Yeah, and that's something not to compare in any way. Mm-hmm. But that is something I think our previous two doctors. Both of which yeah. were dead. <laughs> I excelled at. Yep. Yeah. What do we got? What can I use? What can I do with what's in front of me? Uh-huh. Yeah. So back inside, McKay is like, this is your fucking plan? Really? Just drill into my head. I am not a deck Again, like the back of your house. <laughs> yeah. No, but you'll be deader than one. So what's the, what's the harm? I know. And I like, he's like, you need to stop letting people talk you into doing stupid things. <laughs> Keller, now, here's, here's what I would like to know your thought on. In this moment, is Keller certain she can do it? Or is she just covering and has resolved herself? And not letting... I just think she sees that there's no other way forward. Like, this is the only way forward. So she's like, here I go. Here's here. Here I go. I'm going to do it. I don't even think she's thinking about whether or not she can. She's just like, this is where I am. We're doing it. I am walking this plane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Jeannie knows she can modify the life science detector and McKay's welcome to help. Um, And he wants to just before any of this happens, just to confirm, this isn't like an I'm awake and talking to you brain surgery, right? This is a fully unconscious, I don't know what's no, going he's on. Too switchy surgery. to be left awake. There's no way. Yeah. There's no I that even if you could, he's just too twitchy of a human being. I'd be like, no, because you're gonna fucking twitch God, when I come me. near you and then I'm gonna fucking drill well, your that's eyeball out. Also of your head. why when that happens, you are like immobilized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. But terrifying. Um I also appreciate and love this moment where McKay admits that obviously he's going to consent to this, but it's he just needs time to get there. Yeah. Whew. He's like, it's a lot of information and I just need to process it. Obviously, I'm going to say yes, but like, let me process it. Yeah, let it me get I to the yes. yes. Yeah. Just give me a minute. Uh, and Ronan, 
master of life bombs is like, well, that's life. It's Thanks. A, it's a lot of shit coming at you real fast. Thanks. <laughs> Super helpful. Love it. Uh-huh. And he doesn't even get any ham because mm. no food before surgery. Sad. That's the one part I felt real sad for. I know. And we watch a video from day 18. Mm-hmm. And it's just McKay waving and saying goodbye to everyone. And it's it's not good. It's not good, guys. <sighs> it's really sad times. It's real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, McKay is out, lying, ready to have his brain drilled into. Mm-hmm. Uh, John is, is helping her. And they have the life signs detector. Um, sitting there and, and Keller gets the points on his forehead and and gets ready and like makes that little cut. John is hoping to hold the things to hold the thing on his forehead open mm-hmm. and, and listen, John, I'd be making faces too. I would not be looking. Yeah. I okay, let me let me say this. I would be doing the like slightly look. Yeah. As long as it is not actively doing the drilling or the cutting, I could look. McKay's out, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I'd be okay. I, I think I would struggle, but once I looked once, I'd be fine. Again, mine's the active cutting or drilling part. If yeah. it's not that, I would be fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, for me, it's like once I get the first look out of the way, I'm like, okay, we're watching this. Because it's, it's like the, the, it's the needles and the cut. Sure. I can watch someone get hacked with a machete on a movie. Yeah. And I have no <laughs> issues with it. Right. It's like the smaller the thing is, the more it creeps me out. That's interesting. But uh, yeah. So Jeannie is watching this and just pacing and like worried sure. it took what too long to reconfigure do? the detector. And I mean, that's just a bundle of nerves. Yeah. That's understandable. Um, and McKay, as, as, G- as um, Keller's starting to drill mm-hmm. into the skull. McKay starts to convulse a little bit and they have to hold him down and they watch on the license detectors, the parasite moves. Well, that's always fun when you have to chase it down. Well, it's not digging itself deeper into his brain. Mm-hmm. It's actually trying to get away from the radiation and they just gave it away out. Yep. So Ronan, we're going to need that blaster in a couple seconds. And Which you is just... perfect. It means they don't have to go any further. Exactly. And then you can just watch this It's little... like when you open the screen door for a fly and you're like, because it's been flying around yep. your house forever, you're like, fine, I'm going to open this and get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Uh, and you just watch this little, like, mini black tar Ugh. hexis, Ugh. like, pull its way out of McKay's head. Mm-hmm. And Keller's very careful and then just grabs it and then throws it on the crown and, and Ronan takes no time to destroy it. Yay, blast it. I like that he gets a chance to shoot something. He does. It's all of his frustration is taken out yeah, in that one blast. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, John's like, he could have just stepped on it. No, but this is more fun. It is. And like, you don't know that thing might be I able to Keller make it said. Food. Keller said. Keller said to shoot it. She told me to. I had to. Yep. Everyone she, did a great job. She's clearly the boss. And now it's time to get McKay home. Mm-hmm. McKay's sleeping in the infirmary. Jeannie is there next to him with some Yay. coffee. Keller comes by and offers to relieve her so she can get some sleep, but she's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not leaving. I literally yeah. came from another galaxy and then almost lost my yeah. brother, and I'm not leaving this bedside. No, I've, I'm in mama mode. And, um, and, and, and I mean, who could keep sleeping with all this talking? Yeah. McKay says as uh-huh. he wakes up and 
yes, McKay is still all there with their despair. Of course he is. Um, and McKay thanks Keller. Yeah. And admits it was scary for both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, McKay is hungry. He could yeah. eat. And so Keller will go and get something and leaving the siblings to sibling. Yep. And we watch Keller go back and rewatch the day six video. Oh, yes. And the thing he wanted to say while he could still remember to say it mm-hmm. is that he loved her. Not This is not where I cried. This is t- definitely not and, exactly and where I cried. And he had for some time now. And then he goes back to what he was trying to remember and recite. And Keller watches it with this sad, sweet smile on her face. What do you do with that information now? Well, here's the thing. Here's my thing. Like, McKay still remembers making all the videos. Does he? I can only imagine because, like, that was around the same time as the conversation with John, and he clearly remembers the whole conversation with John because he's like, "You didn't want to say goodbye, right?" That's true. I don't think when you, I don't think when the parasite left, he like forgot. I think that's he remembers what I wonder. That's what I wonder, and that would depend on a lot of. That would be a lot of it. Yeah, but also if I were Keller, I'd be like, "Hey, for science, do you want to rewatch all your videos?" <laughs> Do you want to rewatch all your videos? Do you want to watch a video? You should start with this one. I'm going to go in order. Nope. Nope. Start with day six. Just start with day six. Hey, do you remember the thing you told me? Were you alive at the time? (laughs) That would be my cell. Yeah. Anyway. I love this episode so much. I knew you would. I love it. I absolutely, I'm going to rewatch it again. It's beautifully done. Yeah. I want to know what happens next with okay. Keller and McKay. Well, next up, the episode mm-hmm. is called Keller and McKay Make Out. <laughs> it is not. The Making Out. It's called Whispers. It's of a Make Out. It's a Halloween episode. A Halloween episode. Make Out Whispers. Make Out. It's just seven minutes and in heaven. And then they just, yeah, <laughs> with everybody whispering at them. I that would be creepy. Seven minutes in heaven and it's just people whispering on the other side of the doorway while you're supposed to be making out. Like it's fine. Everything's fine. Super creepy. That's a Halloween episode. Okay, I'm ready. I never understood seven minutes in heaven. This that was just of uh, hormones. I well, I, I never understood spin the ball either. Hormones. We can understand it because we're no longer that age, but it's hormones. I, like, I never played them. Uh-huh. I never did. I was like, why? Hormones. No. My heart. My hormones did not manifest in that way. My hormones. That is very lucky. All manifested on my face. Ugh. We'll see you guys with the makeout episode yep. next week. Until then, you can find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. On their Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we love and you. And if you watch the video, you can tell I'm dressed like Sprinkle right now. Okay, so day six. Day six. Bye. Bye. Bye.